Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I hope you're having a great day today, and I hope you spent time walking with the Lord and uh, spend some time in His presence every single day. I think about that lady named Mary who sat at His feet. That's a good place to get. You know, nothing you do with your hands is really going to matter until first you allow God to do something in your heart. And if you'll just spend some time in His presence and praise Him a little bit and thank Him and just talk to the Lord. I was looking through an old hymn book this morning in my office early, just leafing through it, and uh, I came across that song. I guess it's not uh, old by some hymn standards, but the song, uh, Just a Little Talk with Jesus. Let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let, him tell him, tell, let us tell him all about our trouble. He'll hear our faintest cry, and he'll answer by and by. And I tell you, every day, if you'll just spend some time with the Lord, uh, you'll be better off because of it. We've been studying together in 1 Corinthians, and that's where we'll be today. And we're in the opening chapter of this first letter Paul penned to the Christians in Corinth. And we've already discussed much of this. Of course, Corinthians is a uh, book written to a church that was a carnal church, a church that had some schisms in it, some divisions in it. It's a church where Paul has to deal with some sin, uh, immorality. Uh, there's some irreverence. They're abusing the uh, Lord's table, and Paul has to address that. This church in Corinth, uh, Paul writes to, and though he does a lot of rebuking, a lot of reproving, there's no question about it that Paul loved these people. And thank God for that heart that Paul showed. Now, we've already talked about the report that had come to Paul that there were divisions and contentions in the church. And those contentions and divisions were based on personality preference. There were some who said, I'm of Paul. There were some who would say, I'm of Apollos. There were some saying, well, I follow Peter. And then there's a little crowd out there saying, I follow Christ. And Paul has to address that. And it's not about Peter or Paul or Apollos. It's all about the Lord. And he said, Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach. And he's saying that because he said, I want you to know I'm not the one who converted you. Uh, you are not my disciples. I am not trying to raise up followers unto myself. It's about the Lord. Christ sent me to preach. He said, I'm preaching the cross of Christ, and that's what it's all about. Now, we're going to look at that here a little bit today in verse 17 and 18 of this opening chapter, and I want you to see what our Bible says here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17, it says, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but to us which are saved, it is the power of God. Now, Paul is not undermining the need for baptism. Baptism is a New Testament church ordinance. We have the Lord's table, and we have baptism in deep water by immersion. Baptism is not for salvation, but from salvation. We get baptized as a public 
display, a profession, a recognizing of ourselves to be a born-again believer, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And baptism is a picture of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord. So Paul is not throwing baptism out the window. He's making the larger point here that he came to make Jesus known. He was not establishing a ministry centered around him. He was not trying to build a crowd for him. He was preaching the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's preaching the gospel. Of course, the gospels, the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord. And he said, I came and I preached not with wisdom of words. Now, Paul is talking to these Corinthians. These Corinthians would have been highly influenced by the Greek culture of Athens. They're not far removed from there. And they had that pedo-intellectualism. They liked to be puffed up with the knowledge they supposed they possessed. They were big on academia and degrees and titles and sitting in school and learning something new and philosophy and uh, the, uh, the romances and things. They were very steeped in that culture of intellectualism. And here Paul comes in like a bolt of lightning across the midnight sky and preaches without being overly intellectual, though he could have been. He's not trying to sound like a professor. He wants to preach like a prophet. He's not trying to be intellectual. He's endued with the power of God, and he makes sure he preaches not with the wisdom of words. He wasn't wrapping up the gospel in some flowery vocabulary, trying to tickle the uh, intellectual fancy of these who esteemed themselves higher than they ought. But Paul came in straight-laced like a gun barrel, just right down the line, and said, hey, here the gospel. And if you don't believe the gospel, <coughs> you're going to die and go to a devil's hell. He said, here it is. I'm laying it out. I'm preaching the cross. I'm preaching the nails. I'm preaching the crown of thorns. I'm preaching the blood. I'm preaching the suffering. I'm preaching the agony and all of that because of your sin and mine. Jesus died to pay our sin debt. He didn't mix words. Didn't cut corners. He didn't try to sound like he was some great exegetic genius. He just preached the gospel. Because here's what he said. If I came in there with my uh, $20 vocabulary and uh, began to dangle these different uh, fancy words in front of you, it'd be making the cross of Christ of none effect. And let me call time out there and address the need for that today. I fear today that preachers are worried about being accepted by academia and not looked down upon by what the world would say is a educated or wise individual, a professor, a doctor, a theologian, whatever. And because of that, they are taking the simple gospel message and shrouding it in lingo, in language, in terminology that, I mean, the average person sitting out there is, is, says, what in the world are they doing? They are preaching to impress instead of preaching to impact. Paul didn't do that. Paul wasn't worried about you saying, "Woo, what an orator. He wasn't worried about you thinking, wow, what a speaker. He was not concerned with you saying, my, how deep is his knowledge. But when Paul got done, he wanted you to say, sirs, what must I do? to be saved. Verse 18 he said for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. What he's saying is you're never going to convince you're never going to convince the lost man 
that the gospel is attractive by using highfalutin language and wrapping all your message up in this deep, seemingly sounding, uh, astute terminology. He said, because to them who are perishing to a lost man, it's foolish. Now, that word foolish literally means it is moronic. You can see that when you listen to the average news report, watch the television. They mock the gospel, and they mock the preacher, and they mock the message and the methods of old-time religion. Why? Because to a lost individual, void of the Holy Spirit, darkened in sin, it is moronic. The average person wants their religion to have something within it that they can accomplish, that they can do, a place where they can climb to or attain. They don't want to hear that a Savior died for their sin and they have nothing to do with it. But if they're going to be saved, it would be by grace through faith. To them, that's moronic, that God would become flesh and die for their sin. But, Paul said, unto you and I who are saved... It is the power of God. Once that lost person interacts with the grace of God and gets born again, they're going to get a different opinion about the gospel. I don't doubt that I'm talking to some folks today via the radio. You've gotten a different opinion about the gospel. There was a day where you would have mocked Bible preaching. There was a day you would have said that that preacher is moronic, There would have been a day you would have laughed at Sunday school and scorned the bus ministry and slandered the work of God and stayed far from the house of God. But today you've got a different opinion. You know why? Because once that gospel gets in you, it'll change your outlook. To you and I who are saved, it's not moronic. It's not foolishness. No, no, no. It is the power of God. Thank God for the gospel. Preacher, preach it plain. Teacher, teach it plain. Soul winner, say it plain so that the world might know Jesus saves. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.